Hey, Dr. Mike here. Did you know that one in five Americans will experience a mental illness in a given year? Stick around to learn more about how nutrition can help. You're listening to Live Foreverish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your host, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gosser. All right, welcome to Live Foreverish. So, Dr. Crystal, Mental Illness Awareness Week was October 2nd through the 8th, right? Right. Um, very, uh, extremely important to bring awareness uh, to mental illness because at the end of the day, there's a lot of people that, whether it's the stigma of it or maybe they just don't fully understand why they feel a certain way, they don't seek help. Right. Um, and it's a difficult conversation if you are on the outside looking in yeah. and you want, you recognize that maybe something is wrong and... Yeah. You know, it's it's a tough conversation. So, you know, this awareness, you always wonder about these awareness days and months and what they're all about. But you have to sometimes dedicate time here a week right. for to get people talking about it, to right. remind people that there are a lot of people yeah. suffering. And it's OK to talk about it. Right. It's OK to bring awareness to it. Yes. Right? So I, I, a very, I, again, very important topic. Now, we say mental illness. What are we what are we saying? there? Because that's a big word. Right? A huge umbrella. Uh, it refers to diseases that affect the brain and behavior. And this could be addictive behaviors, anxiety. You know, they're the, the ones that we hear about more often than others like uh, ADHD or right. attention deficit, uh, bipolar, but also eating disorders kind of falls in under that umbrella, uh, obsessive compulsive disorder, OCD, post-traumatic stress that's a, disorder. Yep, yep. That's one that's getting some attention, especially um, as it relates to military mm -hmm. individuals yeah. uh, who well, you know, may be served in war and combat. Aren't we also recognizing that PTSD is, is it doesn't have to be some huge dramatic event either. Right. People have post-trauma yes. from all kinds of things now we're recognizing. Yes, right. you're hearing more and more now dealing or addressing and facing the childhood traumas that people have experienced. Um, so, yes, mental illness, it's a huge umbrella, uh, but we do know one out of eight individuals worldwide have a mental illness, whether yeah. they address it or not yeah it's yeah. there in the old day it was all about upbringing more about the nurturing side of things mm -hmm. something happened in childhood and i and that's i think still part of it but we are we are now recognizing um you know a more physical basis too yes to it's illness. not just mental yeah right there is it involves the brain it, yeah. it involves physiology the body in as well as in. the environment right yeah that someone you know grows up in yeah so i think that's a good way to think of it it's it's a relationship between you know brain body environment and how they interact and and from there we can develop some some mental illnesses i think for us i'd like to focus this more on depression mm-hmm because we know out of all the different uh, mental illnesses you just described, right, uh, anxiety and depression are, are the big ones, right? Right. The most common mental health problems in the U.S. Yeah. I think I have something here. Um, according to the National Alliance of Mental Illness, 18.1% of adults in the U.S. live with an anxiety disorder and 6.9% struggle 
with depression. Right. And you can see in groupings of studies or a meta-analysis in particular that pooled data from 24 studies reported the prevalence of depression among men and women aged 75 and older. So this is an older population found that 17% had depressive disorders um, and about 7% had major depression. Yeah. And, and, and you know, depression, the re- one of the reasons I want to focus on it, that's, that's the mental illness that's probably linked to suicide the most. Right. I think I think when you if you were really to break it down, um, depression would be strongly linked to that. Uh, I know it's associated with something like seven hundred thousand, you know, death deaths a year. Wow. Um, so, yeah. So I, 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 I'd like to help out there. I think let's bring awareness to mm-hmm. uh, depression. Now, there's different types of depression, right? Yes. Uh, premenstrual depressive disorders, substance or medication induced depressive disorders, um, depressive disorders due to, uh, you know, a number of medical conditions. Now, the main type, though, is major depressive disorders or disorder or major depression. Yeah. When you so when you sit down with your doctor, there's certain things, certain criteria Mm -hmm. you have to meet to be called major depressive. If, If you're if you're feeling down, feeling blue, Go see your doctor. Go through some of those tests, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, in, in many cases, you may not fulfill the criteria, or all the criteria for major depression, and that's where the doctor will then talk to you about, well, what medications are you on? What's that? You know, yeah. what, what else is going on in your life mm-hmm. right now? Um, in the old day, we used to call that um, kind of like induced depression. Uh, mm-hmm. It's related to something that's going on, maybe a divorce. Uh, right. You know, any any big change in life. Yeah, postpartum. Postpartum. Yes, changing and changing changing career. Absolutely, all of these things can can bring up uh, anxiety and and depression. So, um, but again, I think major depression is you know if you're feeling down, at least get that ruled out because that's the big one, and that that probably does need to be treated with medication. True. Typically, um, now of course there are underlying contributors. Right. Where, yes, you're treated with medication, but you may want to consider chronic inflammation. Uh, You may want to consider um, the microbiome. I know we'll spend some time talking about that. Yeah, because it's fascinating, right? We're going to get into that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And you can test some of this stuff. You know, you mentioned inflammation, there's tests for that now. Right. Yes. And, And the reason I say getting away from medication, the, the common medications, of course, SSRIs um, that focus on neurotransmitter yeah. balance, helping to get more serotonin that your happy neurotransmitter or brain chemical available. But the research is now kind of moving away from that that neurotransmitter imbalance being that that driving the key thing, the key thing, right. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of have to to think about other things well you, and you know why and it's it, it, it took years and years and years to figure this out um, SSRIs aren't that effective right well you I, find that people I think three months out um, they've either stopped their medication because it's not working for them yeah. uh, and, or some of them can lead to even more suicidal thoughts yeah yeah now other medications that you might you know if you're on and you're feeling a little down you know um, anti um, uh, high blood pressure 
medications, oh, yeah. anti anxiety, anti anxiety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I know in the old days, beta blockers were big, and um, yeah, for and, stage fright. Yeah, it, that's <laughs> it was, and and for for blood pressure, it was a go to drug for a lot of physicians. But then half the people would come back depressed <laughs> on oh. beta blockers. Yeah, mm. so they're not in phase. So, anyways, think about meds that you're also taking as well. Um, so there are, and again, I think this is just appreciating how the body works more. You know, in conventional medicine, we try to find that one thing that's causing it. Here's your one drug to treat it, right? Mm-hmm. And now now I've done my job, now go home. Yeah. <laughs> right? But it's not, it's just, every time we talk about this stuff, Dr. Crystal, it's not that simple. No, I think a multimodal approach should be incorporated with all things yes. <laughs> related to, right, right. to health. Think about what are you eating? Yeah. You know, what, what foods are, are you having lots of simple sugars and carbs that's causing like highs and lows. Yeah. Are you sleeping? Ooh. That's a big one, Doctor Mike. Big one. Yeah. Uh, you know, not getting a good night's rest. We know that that throws off the circadian rhythm, and that's that foundational yeah. aspect to to health, and of course, balancing the neurotransmitters and. And it's a lot. Looking a at lot. environmental yeah. toxins. Yeah. yeah, it's not just get more serotonin. No, and let's just hammer that in <laughs> day after day. More and you know, it just it's just you know it, again, most things that happen to us are multifactorial. There's there's yeah. multiple things going on that are driving it, and I, and I think natural medicine, integrative physicians appreciate that. A little yeah. bit more, yeah. Nutritionist for sure, right? Of course. Now let's move. Okay, so um, obviously a, a fascinating aspect of this is the gut-brain connection. Right? Yes, that two-way communication yeah. between the gut and the brain, also known as the gut-brain axis. Yeah. Uh, it's thought that I think it's the vagus nerve, right? That's that communication channel. Yeah, yeah. From the gut. It's from to embryology. The brain. Yeah. You, they, the the brain and the gut start in the same spot. Yeah, and then at some point they go opposite polar regions, mm-hmm. and within that stretch of tissue, you get your vagus nerve. Yeah, so yeah. you know, follow that gut feeling. <laughs> <laughs> there's re- like there's true. Like people have been saying that for years, right? right? You get a little nervous, you feel in your, you got the stomach Ooh. a little gurgly, mm-hmm. gurgly. That's mm-hmm. anxiety stuff, right? Yes, and that two way street is where the gut can affect the mind, more specifically the microbiome, the yeah. the, the the population of microorganisms there it can affect the mind as well as the mind affecting yeah that that population or I, your microbiome i could be wrong but i think most of the research is showing that it is it is the gut bacteria right they're they're metabolizing food sources they're producing um chemicals you know, hormonal type chemicals neurotransmitter type chemicals they do. that can affect the brain and for you know for someone with a healthy gut microbiome, it can be very mm-hmm. positive. Mm-hmm. But if you're imbalanced there and from the processed foods and all that kind of maybe yeah. antibiotic or whatever, and you're not replacing that, it can have a negative effect. Yes, we do know that uh, the gut bacteria can activate brain pathways, uh, nervous system signaling. Uh, so, yes, there is a direct effect with bacteria in particular yeah. um, and having the right balance of those bacteria, the, the species there. Critical. And, and then we also know mental illness itself, depression, anxiety, can actually affect the gut by, you know, mostly maybe through the immune system. Right. 
where you know mental illness can activate the immune system Mm -hmm. that can have a negative effect on the gut right well the mental stress activate the immune system but you think about what that that stress response and you think about how you feel when you're stressed when you're stressed you probably aren't sleeping as well when you're stressed you probably aren't eating as well and then so now that's compounding the, not, the issue. Not sleeping and going after the processed foods. Right. You don't have the, <laughs> the energy to exercise. Right. And, and we know the positive benefits so of all that, physical activity. Just it's like we just, said, it's all these things. It's a spectrum. It's all these things affecting um, how, how you feel. Now, so, th- so okay, but if, we, if we're going to talk about, you know, a, a, you know, a gut-brain connection, um, and, and I know people like to debate what, what came first is the gut affecting that. What, where, I, let's, let's get into how we, how we can help. Yes. And that would be, wouldn't it be simple just to start with some good probiotics? I think that's the easiest thing to do. Uh, well, first start with eating probiotic foods, yeah. getting some fiber food in. Food first. Polyphenol, rich foods. Food first. Antioxidants, yeah. you know, the, the colorful berries, blueberries, raspberries, blackberries, mm, strawberries. It's all good stuff. Yeah. Yum. Yeah. Uh, but those uh, probiotic rich fermented foods um, like your sauerkraut, your kimchi, yeah, love kimchi. Uh, your kombucha, your yogurt. I just had some spicy kimchi. Oh, that's the best. If it's, it's not really spicy, I know there's, I don't a, there's want a regular it. one, and then uh-huh. there's a spice. I'm like, it should be spicy, right? Yes, yes, very spicy. Oh, that's good stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Hannah uh, agrees over there. She's so like, yeah. yes, that that actually eating probiotic rich fermented foods has been correlated with lower risk of major depression in yeah. one study. So, so we know there's that connection with probiotics and, and the studies continue to, to add up linking the connection. And, but more now, Dr. Mike, more than just an association, because association doesn't mean that there's a direct cause right, effect. Right. Uh, but we have the association studies and we have some clinical trials where there is direct intervention with probiotics and individuals yeah. with with general depression, like other depressive disorders or feeling of feelings of depression, as well as people with major depression. Right. Now, when when you talk about clinical trials and we're talking about probiotics, it's specific strains, right? There's are, there are specific probiotic strains, and that's something that I know we want to stress more to our audience, right? That, um, that you, know, you, 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 you know, you can look at a specific strain of a, of a good bacteria, and that specific strain can do specific things right in in your in your body right mm-hmm. um you know there's you know like as an example um lactobacillus right that's a that's a known i think most people have heard that before right yeah but that I think so lactobacillus is like just a let's just say a family name and there's tons of species and specific strains mm-hmm. under that mm-hmm. some of them are good great for depression others maybe not so yeah so it's really I, the the movement in probiotic therapy is at the strain level that's Absolutely. pretty cool, right? At, yes, I think it's it's fantastic <laughs> to see that we have gotten to a point with nutrition and research to be specific in that way. And it doesn't take away from, you know, generally eating the fermented foods, but yeah. when you're looking for the cause effect, yeah. Uh, that I talked about, that's where you need to identify the specific 
strain that's been shown to be helpful. Um, a couple in particular, uh, Lactobacillus helveticus roselle 52, right? <laughs> it's, that's very that's big specific. Very specific or yeah. Bifidobacterium longum roselle 175. Yeah, very specific. You, you yeah. know, when you when you look at those exact strains, then you're finding that, you know, in one particular clinical trial, combining those two, uh, there was improvement in uh, psychological distress, including depression among healthy participants, given that for that, that combination for 30 days. Yeah. And then wasn't the same, I have here, the same combination uh, was tested in patients with major I mean, major depressive. Like, yeah. This is important, right? Mm-hmm. You're talking about people went to their doctor, went through several little tests. Mm-hmm. They meet all the criteria for major depression. Right. Something that the pharmaceutical world has not done a good job. We, we just talked about all this, yeah. right? And here you have bacteria, specific strains, significantly improving depressive symptoms in just eight weeks. Right. Now, one thing I would have to say, and this is what the research is indicating, that uh, these probiotics, when you introduce them in this way, you kind of have to keep them in. Yeah. Yes, you kind of have to. So yes, this was an eight week study. um, But it's something that you potentially will have to take on a regular basis. Yeah. Well, because as we know, the gut environment changes yes right and and so this is something that you probably want to and and a lot of people think you know when they take probiotics in general or in these cases these specific strains that it's i take it because i'm i'm building up the levels of those of those strains and stuff um that's maybe not as true as we once thought what what you're doing by taking it every day is you're allowing these specific strains to metabolize right the way you want and that's what's helping your brain it may not be that you're building up this army right of these of these lactobacilli right mm-hmm. it's the it's every it's the daily use that allows for daily positive metabolism yes absolutely um selenium with probiotics have you heard about this yeah that was uh in a study and included patients with diabetes and heart disease uh supplementation with selenium plus a probiotic formula um resulted in improved depression and anxiety scores and metabolic profiles compared to a placebo um so you do see that not just the, the the strains that we talked about earlier, but you are seeing some other strains mm-hmm. potentially being beneficial for uh, brain health. Yeah. So, and there's other strains there, um, and I don't I don't think we have time to really go into every single one of these. But at the end of the day, what we've recognized. Um, mental illness, and we're specifically talking about depression, uh, there's lots of reasons for it. It's not just, I need more of the happy um, neurotransmitter, right? Right. I need more serotonin, and we're just going to hammer that in day after day with a pill. That really has low efficacy and high Mm -hmm. side effects, right? And we're just recognizing that there are other things going on. You mentioned inflammation, for instance. The immune response can play a role. Um, And in this case, we're looking at the gut microbiome. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And where you have specific strains meta- helping to, helping your gut metabolize in a positive way that has a positive effect on mood. Th- yes. That's awesome stuff. Yeah. <laughs> right? I, mean, that, I and, think so. And you're talking about probiotics, right? I mean, it's good for you. I mean, it's like right. no side and effects. Th- well, the side effect is that you may have better bowel movements. Yeah. 
and that'll make you feel better. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So a lot of good information here. Um, I know we have a article, right? Life extension, or is this a, one of our protocols? That's a protocol. Lifeextension.com slash depression. Um, <laughs> go check out that protocol because we, we just barely touched on some of this stuff, mm-hmm. right? That protocol um, goes through so much more information. Lifeextension.com slash depression. Dr. Crystal, thanks for joining me. Thank you. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. Don't forget, you go to liveforeverish.com. Lots of uh, podcasts to download there. And of course, what do we say? Like, share, comment, and subscribe so you never miss a show. Matter of fact, I call it my one-two punch. LiveForeverish.com. The one-two punch. Give your email so you join the family of Live Foreverish. And then then right there, you can pick your favorite place that you like to download podcasts and subscribe. All right. Again, that's LiveForeverish.com. I'm Dr. Mike. Thanks for listening.